Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories, the podcast. Today we'll be discussing the crazy and insane episode four of Loki. But before we get into our initial reactions, Katie, take it away with a spoiler alert. As always, guys, if you haven't watched the newest episode of Loki, please turn us off for the time being. Go watch it, then turn us back on uh, because we don't want to spoil anything for you guys because we will be talking about the episode. So make sure you guys watch it first and then come back and listen to us. All right, Kate, um, to start off, (laughs) give me your initial reaction. What do you think? I'm in pain. <laughs> um, that hurt my brain. That hurt my heart. That hurt my my fragileness, wherever that belongs in my body. I'm. I don't. I'm. <laughs> I, don't I felt. Um, Do I exist these days? I don't know. Physical chest pain in the form of heartbreak that I did not know I was capable of feeling. Well, okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try this again. Third time's the charm. Let's let's just start at the beginning. Let's just start at the beginning because I feel like that's the easiest place for me to begin. So I know the biggest question last week was how the heck are they going to get off of Lamentous One? So let's just talk about the fact that Loki has fallen in love with himself. He is the world's ultimate narcissist. It, it makes the most sense. It, is, it really does. It is so logical. It's like two perfect puzzle pieces fitting together. Yeah, and I know that not everyone's in love with that storyline that they chose to go through, but I, I think it makes sense. I don't know if I love it, hate it, whatever. I don't know how I feel directly about, like, personally, emotionally, but I think it makes so much sense. You have literally the character who's obsessed with himself falling in love with the female version of himself, that just makes sense. That who makes loves Loki sense. more than Loki? It, it, well, exactly. And so I, no part of me thinks that that was weird. To be honest, no part of me like. And I know everyone was like saying things which I accidentally saw on Twitter, and people were not happy. But I'm like, I get where everyone ships, you know, where they were. I get it, but it it just makes sense. I think a lot of people were were like. I guess connecting variants as being related, which is why I think people thought it was weird. Because I saw that after the end of the third episode. It felt like a lot of people were connecting that. Well, variants, because they're all different versions of a character, are almost like siblings. Which I think is why I brought up, are they siblings, in the last episode? But I think we can officially debunk that. Oh, 100%. Now. Yeah. Well, can we? Yeah, because Well, but they, she was raised on Asgard. Did she have Odin and Frigga as her parents? She doesn't remember her mother, remember? Right, but we have to just look at it so... Well, he's I guess adopted. I'm just, and she, I guess my thought process <laughs> is she occupied the Loki spot in that timeline, in that family. There was not a brother Loki and a sister Loki. Like yeah. She, as far as she knew, she was the only Loki. As far yeah. as he knew, he was the only Loki. That doesn't make them siblings. That just means that they were the same person existing in two parallel universes. Yeah. Okay. 
But either way, I think it makes a lot of sense. So, and not creating a Nexus event. Like, I know you pointed out, you were like, how is this going? Like, you were like, what? Well, yeah, and because I, the whole idea was hanging out in Apocalypse. You literally could not create a Nexus event. But, and I just clarified by saying, think of it this way. You have, well, first off, not one. You have two variants running around in this apocalyptic world that's about to end that are now falling in love with each other. So not only should they not be existing, but now they're falling in love. So it's like... Variant times 40 million. Yeah, it's like, that line probably would have literally gone straight up. Obviously, this is not what happened and would not have happened. But, like, say they had more time on that planet, whatever, years past, whatever. And, like, a kid was born. That kid alone would, like, straight line the red. Like, it would just right up. Like, <laughs> Multiverse is here. Yeah, so, I mean, I like I said, I think it makes sense. I, I understand why people were a little upset, but I thought it made sense. What? I have something just to say ha- like, about... gasped and... I, uh... I feel like I saw a spoiler, and it's just making sense now, but it's about the end of the episode, so we'll come back to it. Okay. But, yeah, no, I was here for it. I, uh, okay, what happens after that? The TVA takes them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, we missed the big reveal at the beginning, that the Minuteman who brought in Sylvie when oh, she was a child. is the freaky judge. I don't like her. I said she was so weird from the beginning. She never sat right with me. I was like, she is weird. I also want to preface when they first... I I have to let this be said first. (laughs) Because very rarely... And I think it happened last episode. I think I was right about something too. So very rarely does it happen. Although as of right now, I think I'm like two for four. So I'm about halfway there. Adding 500. That's how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, momentarily second-guessed myself, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But when they, at the beginning of the episode, show the timekeepers, like, I don't remember why they even showed them. Was it in the background of Sylvie's, like, was that when they showed Um, them? I don't remember. I think Judge R.R. was talking to them. Okay, well, either way, when they show the timekeepers at the beginning of the episode, I literally looked at Taylor, I said... I'll bet you it's just like the Wizard of Oz. They aren't real. What's behind the green curtain? Yeah, I, I was like, they are not real. I could just tell. There was just something about them. And I was like, you know what? They keep saying, oh, these timekeepers, oh, these timekeepers. And they're kept in this little closet thing. Like, I was like, <laughs> I thought these guys were on, like, a whole different planet. And here they are in their basement. Like, I think they were in that upper, like, penthouse, not switch the well, basement. Well, I got going down vibes. And I was just like, what if this is Wizard of Oz? And then, here we were. They were animatronics. And I said to Caitlin, maybe that's why they didn't want to have any robots come through in the metal Probably detector. Probably, like, malfunction them. That, or, like, like androids recognizing I was going to say, androids. robots recognize robots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because you imagine if, like, Vision walked through, he'd be like, who are you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who do you think you are? this? No, Actually, Vision would be a really good timekeeper. When they took his head off, gave me Vision vibes. Like, when they were holding his head. Yeah, like Vision in the um, sword facility. Yeah, like the that color, that discoloring. So were they actually androids? Like, someone controlled? I guess not. They were probably actually... Ro- they were probably the equivalent of Vision. Like, no, vision sentient. They were not sentient. Well, no, but like, they were... They were they were. I wonder if they were their own being quote-unquote but i feel like we're gonna know this next week yeah i feel like any answer but still i just wanted to first say i was correct about that i needed to point that out because it doesn't happen often (laughs) and it needed to be said but okay yeah and then they're in the well first off lady sif 
made my day. Oh my god. I was so happy she was, I was waiting for a good old cameo. The show is like cameo, like fertile ground for cameos and the fact that we had to wait till like episode four for like a real one that wasn't them just like playing back like old footage from Infinity War or like other movies. Like, ugh, but also, Lady Sif! Isn't, well, isn't she rumored to be in Love and Thunder again? Isn't she returning? Oh, I didn't hear that, but if she is, like, that would be great. I feel like I just heard something about her, and it was before this episode. Because they also had that low-key, like, little move where his parents were trying to set Thor up with Sif, and they were like, you're, she's the one you're supposed to be with, and Jane was all like, but let me ingest an Infinity Stone in the Dark World, so... No, I can't believe she's coming back. Anyway. I don't even get um, <laughs> Her only redeeming factor is that she's Luke and Leia's mom. I mean, Natalie Portman, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Um, But, yeah, so then they're in there. Okay, whatever. Things are happening. Judge is being super sketch, as usual. And the whole thing with the girl who they, who was it, 820? C20. 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 So, I don't know where I've seen that played out before, but I've seen something very similar played out before. <laughs> so, you could very clearly tell, you know, the judge is hiding some She's some being poop mad up her shady. Sleeve, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think it was interesting when Mobius found that tape on her. That, what is it? Like, it's not really like a phone, but. Um, no, it's what are they, It's that thing that, yeah, that Loki broke. What's the name? I don't know. Pip. Tempad. Yeah, it was like yeah, something. Yeah, so like they kept fighting about it last week. <laughs> but you know, I think that's really jarring to have seen that too. That she sat there and she was like, "This was my life before this. You took me." Yeah. But let's open and that. And for Mobius, who like oh, that's yes. his friend. Well, but but let's open that that can of worms. So they're all variants, right? Why are they t- like? How is this working? What? gets some variants buzzed right away what gets some to stay what what's the staffing issues (laughs) (laughs) they seem fine (laughs) but you know my question is there like what are we how how does that work you know and now maybe it has to do with what you were like what your occupation was in the sacred timeline like were you someone who would naturally lend herself to being good in like a law enforcement type aspect were you some kind of agent or administrator if you're working on the administrative side were you some kind of law enforcement professional so i'm wondering if it like it has something to do with your profession before that like gives you a certain set of skills so even though your memory is wiped maybe it doesn't necessarily wipe all of your skills and your muscle memory well, it and the things you're they good at, like said your there's, there's that inside there's still that a little bit left of like certain memories that are ingrained in you you just don't realize it and they still are a core factor of who you are they're still your core being i just think it's pretty interesting and now obviously not to skip to the end and i don't want to skip to it in full but we see that you know to a degree variants don't die the way we think variants die when they do get zapped so i'm a little intrigued and i'm, I'm trying intrigued. i mean yeah i'm just trying to understand well like i know i even was asking you for sylvie for example we see when she gets taken she then asked the judge later on what was my nexus point meaning you know what did she do to step off her line the judge is sitting there very sketchily i don't remember oh she 100 percent remembers and it's a key point she either remembers it or i know i said to you and i know you were like no i don't but but i even said what if she didn't have a nexus point what if there was something else about sylvie which is why they needed her off of the timeline that is that because i'm sorry but if her only her existence was the problem she was nine years old eight nine years old she was pretty old for them to have even let her get that far it would have been because you see 
They even have a small little variant, and they they zap it right off immediately. Yeah, someone says something, though, at some point where they say, you know, we let her go until her, whatever the variant became too Well, I think she said it. Yeah, she's like, they let me go until I step too far off the line. But that's her belief. She doesn't. And I, I just, I can't think that if it was her birth, like, her being born wrong was... So then is the person controlling the timekeepers have a personal vendetta against her? Well, she's powerful, and she's more powerful than our Loki. At this point in time, you ask her. Yeah, and she has the ability to take down a TVA. She just needs to get into all their heads and jostle all those memories. Maybe that's why. <gasps> oh! She called herself magic. But it's not even that. She, If you could see into the future, you could see that she probably has the ability to, so they were going to try and get rid of her. It was when she started teaching herself magic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because once she figured that out, they were like, she has the power to take this entire place down. If we get rid of her now, she's gone. And she yep. escaped. Yep. I want, yep. It was the moment she realized she yep. could teach herself magic. Yep. Because her powers, the morphing of her powers is the little different than our Loki's. And she has that ability to get into the people's heads. So does that mean that they were letting other variants go? They let her go. Yeah, but then when they reset the timeline, they probably reset it all the way back. No, I know, but I'm just wondering, are there other Sylvies that are eight or nine years old but are not supposed to be alive? Probably, because they probably follow that timeline every time. Oh, but that does, you're right, but that doesn't they, make sense. Yeah. So no, I wonder if when they reset it, they... Well, if she was a variant since birth, when they reset it, Loki would have been born. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, are there other people who have Sylvie-like variants? Or, like, are there variants that have been living parallel to the sacred timeline for as long as Sylvie was, and they, but because they haven't stepped far enough, they're still allowed to live? Like, Sylvie was allowed to live or, like, be there. Like, Sylvie was allowed to live for eight or nine years, but it was only when she started teaching herself, as we believe, it was only when she started teaching herself magic that she became a threat. So then are there other people who are variants who are living long-term lives as variants, but they're not stepping far enough off that they're issue. So I get your point, and this is not really an answer, it's more of another question to your question, is if that's true, then, I mean, granted, everything we know about the TVA is not right, but then that blows even more of a hole, because it's like, well, then clearly, I mean, we already said they clearly are doing what they want to their own agenda. Right. Which is what I think would be interesting to look at then, you know, and I'm not to go in depth in this, because we've talked about it before, but with Steve, for example, maybe he's not a threat being a variant, because technically he is. Like, at the end of the day, from the- That would make a lot of sense. They clearly do what's a threat to their agenda. And Steve is no longer a threat. He wasn't. If anything, I almost wonder if he would be a bigger threat with all the knowledge he has stuff in our time now. That's what I'm thinking. Technically, he in 2023, took himself out of the game yeah. by going back. Yeah, being old. Yeah, yeah. So I almost wonder if that. Yeah, I I kind of think they clearly have their own agenda. So time as we know it is not even time as we know it. It's how they want it. So they we, freaking let Thanos happen because they wanted it to happen. Uh, and we have to wonder why now. If they are the ones sitting here in control all the time, and they're doing what they want for their own agenda, why did they let Thanos happen? Why? Also, did they even sit there and let the Avengers do what they did? Because, to be fair, that's what caused our Loki to be a variant. Like, they were meddling with time travel to begin with, which was a bold thing. But, following that logic, they wanted Thanos to happen, and then they wanted him to be undone. So, what happened? Like, what what wouldn't have happened if Thanos hadn't snapped and blitzed? Here's just a thought. I'm sure their amount of variants went down greatly when half the universe didn't exist. 
Mm. But they they made sure the Avengers were good in bringing him back. Well, because so I, I'm I don't think they could have sat there and left the world like that. So there's something in the middle, but they I don't think that I'm just trying would they to have been affected by the snap. Then what did they and get out you, of it? Well, and I know you asked that before, though. Would they have been affected? Because now that especially now that we know that they they're variants and they all used to live their respective lives, would they have been affected by the snap? I don't think they technically live in the universe. They live outside of space and time. So, no, then so theoretically I saying no. no. Anybody in the TVA should have been outside of the snap's reach. So then, for five years, what were they doing? That's the question, then. I want to know what they got Well, that's what I mean. Out of it. What were they doing for the five years? Because they got something out of Thanos winning. The first and it's time. clearly not the stones, because they have no, rules galore. They don't, they and that's another less. point, though, too. They clearly wanted Thanos to be the one to have the stones, and then they wanted the stones destroyed because every other instance of the stones showing up, they took them out of the timeline. That's why yeah. they have so many. Like, it had to be Thanos. They even said they had Titans in yeah. the TVA. Well, and, and I've also pointed out vampires because we do see Morbius is going to be coming out this and year. And Is it this year or early next year? Uh, I think it's the summer. Or late, or fall. Of this year. Or maybe... Well, Venom comes out. I don't... Venom, oh, I think I'm confusing it with Venom. Yeah, Venom, Venom comes out this year. is in the fall. Because I, I don't even think we have a full trailer of Morbius yet, I think do Morbius we? got... I think we do. But I um, think Morbius keeps getting pushed. Okay. But, you know, that's a... That's, and Blade. Yeah. Aren't so they those working are, on Blade? Those are openings for both of those. But, yeah, that, that makes you have to sit there and think. Because now it's like, hmm... Why did you let this stuff happen? Because you clearly let this stuff happen. You let certain things go and other things not so much. And if there are... Okay, well... It you, really all comes down no. to who's controlling yeah, the TVA. Yeah, because I was going to say, because guess what? Whoever's controlling TVA is the one who's keeping the timeline on some yeah, sort of a track. Yeah, so we won't know what the agenda is until it's revealed. Could it be the next big bad? Are they teasing the next big bad at a TV show? I mean, because think about this. This one's going to wrap right into the next few movies. Oh my god. Because we're going to see the multiverse burst open. Is it Kang the Conqueror? I mean, he's the only... I mean, he wouldn't be the big bad then because he's in... He's in Ant-Man and the Wasp. That would make sense. But if we're going to talk about most famous time travelers, or at least some of the best known time travelers in the comic book canon, you'd be very remiss if you left out Kang. No, I definitely agree with that. I just... I don't know if that's the direction this will go only because he's definitely gonna be they already said he'll be in yeah and he's, an antag- he's an antagonist of the tva but in the comics yeah, right so i can't but that think. doesn't necessarily yeah mean- but still i feel like that would be a big change of pace if he you know what i mean yeah um and what would he get out of running the tva when he's time traveling i mean yes he gets plenty out of it but it's like if he's calling these shots for all the stuff that's happening what is he actually getting out of that you know what i mean so it has to be someone i don't even okay wait do you remember that game i used to play and i can't remember the guy's name no, I don't know. I but either way, I I'm trying to think like any of the big names. I because we're right back to square one. Yeah. Because whoever's controlling the TVA, unless it's the judge. No, she definitely is a pawn. She seems very pawny to me. <laughs> pawny. Well, here's my new question. <laughs> here's my new question. There was clearly a judge before her, and what you don't happened to you him? don't age in the TVA. Yeah. Or even if you do, time moves. So she seems power hungry though. Yeah, so that's I what be I mean. Surprised if she she took did him out. something because she was just a minute lady. Uh, yeah. I mean, she. Mm, I I don't like her. I know I said that already. I don't like her. Don't trust her. But she clearly has had her hand in things for a while. She's ambitious in like a not good sense. Yeah, on the wrong side of it. 
So, I, I don't know where I stand with her. But, I don't know. I'm... I, I want... Know. I don't know if they're going to tell us. So, the rumor has it... Obviously, there's going to be other... I shouldn't say obviously. The rumor is that there are later seasons of Loki and the TVA is involved. So, I don't know that we're going to know who is running the TVA. Well, my big... I don't know, though. Only because that's the big question right now. And I feel like that would be really hard to keep people... Especially with new content, movies, all that. Keeping people interested in the Loki series if you drag out something like that. Like, that's the big storyline at this point. Yeah. In season one. I feel like if you try to drag it to season two, which hasn't even been confirmed to be be happening... You have to think, you've got at least five to six movies coming out. You've got another, what, one or two TV shows in the meantime. I think it's actually closer to three or four. I was like, I feel like there's more. Because I feel like we have another slew of, like, three or four in the fall. Yeah, because there's, what, Hawkeye, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk. And Moon Knight's in production. I think that's early next year. I'm so excited for that. There you go, though. That's... That you've got a lot of content coming out before that, and like I said, season two isn't even confirmed. That's I feel not like even that talking would... about if there's second seasons of WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, but Falcon so far, I feel like I've seen Elizabeth Olsen saying that WandaVision was just WandaVision where it's at, which would make sense because I feel like they kind of wrapped it up. But what are you supposed to do with WandaVision when you? I mean, granted, I know Vision's still out there, but like he's not. He literally can't feel emotions. Yeah, um, and, and for Falcon kind of and Winter like, Soldier, I feel like their story will be next on the big screen in Sam's yeah. solo outing, first solo outing as Cap. Well, so. and, you know, Sebastian's been talking about he'd be happy to be in Black Panther 2, so... Which, apparently, they just started production on I did see, yes. In Atlanta, which is so exciting. But... To wrap back into what we were saying, I mean, I just think there'd be too many movies in the meantime. I think there'd be too much content. It would lose momentum. Yeah, so we're going to have to find out. We're going to, because, and you know what? If this does lead directly into the multiverse, which wouldn't surprise me considering it's literally been teased about three times That's now. That's what I wanted to bring up about the end, so I'm just going to do it now since yes, you Yes, let's up. just hit the end. Let's okay. just hit it. So I read something, I don't know where, because um, I've been reading a lot and trying to avoid spoilers, but yeah. I've still been reading things. That season, season four, episode four actually opens the multiverse and we see it's real. And here's how we know. Loki was in another timeline with all of his other selves. Those sticks move you from timeline to timeline. And they just move them all onto one timeline? I don't know if all the variants are there or just the Loki variants. Like, what if everybody has a timeline of themselves as a variant? Yeah, and Loki would have a lot. Well, I feel like Loki might have his own, but not everyone has their own. Because, like, like, think about me. Not saying, obviously. But, like, say I stepped off my timeline, I don't think I'd step off 9,000 times. Loki is... You're also not as old as Loki. Yeah, but Loki also in nature would... That makes sense for him But I'm just saying, he's thousands of years old. You have had 20 years. but, the, but that makes my point as That's well. Right. Oh, okay, I'm, so we're, I'm we're good. I'm making we're good. your point we're with good. you. <laughs> we are on the same page. We are saying the same thing. But yeah, so I'm sure there's probably a timeline where pretty much everyone's variance goes, and then there's probably like special cases. <laughs> and that's like Loki, for example, where he probably has, and we've seen... I just want to talk about, really quick, Lizard Loki, which means somewhere he stepped off a timeline as a lizard, and I just don't really know how I feel about that. Anyway, had to be said. Moving forward... I think we should actually take a step back. How did Loki get into that realm? Literally the most stressful and heartbreaking and emotional... Well, okay. Let's start at the beginning of this issue. It means Mobius isn't dead. Oh, yeah, guys, he <laughs> got stabbed by the light stick thing, and but, it looked like he was dead, and that made me scream hysterically although, a few times. I will say, when he asked, 
am I dead? And his variant said, not yet, but come with us. What does that mean? Because he it means... He wanted to get... He wanted Jab Jab. Yeah, because he really was baiting them. I, yeah, because he could have played that off I better. wonder if he knows that they don't actually, like, die. That he... He probably knows what those sticks actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... That whole time, he wanted them in there. In that other... But that would go against... I guess... Uh, I want him to have known that, but at the same time, I'm like, if there's a sacred timeline, what would you call the sacred timeline's trash area? Like sacred timeline's trash. So he's cool with that just being. <laughs> it's a like thing. it's like what's the planet that the grandmaster's on? It's the same vibe. <laughs> All the trash and forgotten things end up there. Like that's the same thing. And whoever is controlling the TVA just has to keep that timeline as far away from ours as possible. Okay, so let's let's further down go further down this whole Mobius theory. Okay. So say Mobius knows that you don't really die. Okay. He baits her, which we saw because both of us were like he could have played that way better. Like Mobius is a sly yeah. dude. Yeah, and I said that immediately. I was like, dude, and especially someone you've worked with for years, she could already tell something was up. Like, And he only half was like, oh, yeah, like, I realized I grabbed the wrong one. Yeah. And then he could have played that off a little further, and then he was like, but instead I want to tell you that wherever I would go is from where I'm originally from. Let me show you all my cards. Yeah, like, he see- that was a little weird. So I, I almost wonder, I mean, he's high enough up there. Okay, wait. Before I forget, though, she has another... I don't know what Mobius' title is, I forget. But she has another one of those on the side, remember? She brought it up in, like, the second or third episode. Second episode, because we Well, I'm sure she oversees multiple agents. Yeah, but he even seemed weird about it. And she wasn't mentioning who it was. Remember? She was, like, really sus about it. So this could be tying into the whole fact that that whoever she's talking about could be the person who's controlling the TVA. Mm. I'm just saying she she knows the whole Wizard of Oz thing. She didn't seem that surprised. I think she just really hates Sylvie. Yeah, but really? Because, like, she was... I'm sorry, but if I had spent my entire life pretty much worshipping these, like, time gods and they ended up being androids, I would have been a little shocked. It would have thrown off even my hatred for the people I hate the most. That's fair. That's a good point. Like, I w- especially after I just got beat up, I would not have literally gotten up and been like, yes, let me stab this guy first. I would have been like, yo, wait. This timekeeper's head is on the floor. He is a robot. <laughs> like... This is a little weird. So, I I think she had to have known. I'm sorry, she showed no indication that she was surprised. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I guess, sorry, going back to our our little Mobius theory. Yeah. What's there that that he thinks is like the key maybe well i mean and also if they know that they don't die why wouldn't they like actually kill him like why wouldn't they stab him can or you something? kill a feel variant though i'm talking about mobius but you can also kill kill loki i mean yeah you saw them draw blood he had blood on his shirt like i think you can physically kill them so I guess I'm wondering if they all, or if at least Judge R.R. knows that they're not actually going to die, why wouldn't she have them? Unless not all the Minutemen know. I'm sure and not so all the Minutemen know. So she has to keep up appearances. I'm sure they don't know. Because the way that up and I mean, personally, the way I have felt that it's been portrayed and that I was picking up was that they were gone. You zipped them out of existence. Yeah, they were was... never to exist again. So if you are starting to tell these Minutemen who, quite frankly, do kind of risk their lives when they go into different times and all that all the time to reset things and take variants out, that 
they don't actually die. Because at the same time, I think we asked this at the very beginning. Why do you have to take the variant when you could just reset the timeline and the variant goes right back? We've, we asked that within the first episode. And so... So they're literally putting them in the sacred timelines trash heap. The ones that they don't want in the TVA. Yeah. Yeah. Which we still ha- don't know how they become TVA agents. But let's wrap into the the, the TVA agent that went a little AWOL on our side. Um, number B15. Yes. I was like, not 20. And she is Which makes awesome. sense. Okay, that made 100% sense. Because I even was going to say to you, I said, I wonder if Sylvie got in her head. And I couldn't remember. I didn't remember the part in, in episode two until she took her outside the supermarket. And I was like, ah, she was. So I have to, I have to wonder, I mean, like I said, this wraps back into Sylvie's story. Her magic can take down the TVA. So whoever it is knew that Mm -hmm. and knew the second she was born. But that, that's kind of like back to the whole, uh, that's not necessarily true. She didn't, they didn't know that the second she was born because not all Lokis get the same power. So she could have had a power more similar to our Loki. Or that person knew her. So it's personal? Because I just think about it this way. I mean, she doesn't remember her mother she doesn't remember a lot she said she she vaguely remembers asgard that person could have known her and then when they are saw there any lady super villains that would be like amazing in this role like i'm trying to think oh as if it was her mother yeah also well, just this is not related to the mother thing well wait but i my have one thing that thought... i have something that is let me say hold it on really hold quick. on no Can no mine literally is you related go and i'll go okay but if it is her mother, I just want to bring up the fact that when she was like, I barely remember, I get she's like probably aging weird because of like all that, but she was still eight or nine, so she should to a degree remember her mother more. Unless her mother, and I'm doing air quotes here, died well, Okay, right. when she was younger. Right, okay, continue with your... My thought, and this has nothing to do with the mother, just, you know, spitballing some really cool supervillains I'd like to see on the screen... Um, what if it's Dr. Doom? Wait, I just saw something about him. I just saw something about him, about something about, oh, is this going to be his MCU entrance? And I can't remember what it is, but I literally just read something about that. Because the Fantastic Four are coming, and what better way... Yeah, but I don't think they do it this way, because I think this is how they're going to explode the multiverse, and we're already going to see a hot mess of a multiverse, and... Well, think about it this way, though, like, which, the the Fantastic Four with the whole Doctor Doom thing has been done, and when they've retconned... Yeah, but you, like, can't do the Fantastic Four without Doctor Doom. What I'm saying, though, is they've done it where they've all become kind of powerful together, right? That was in the early 2000s version with Chris as... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, what the they've done The only good ones that they've made? Yeah. What they've done <laughs> with Spider-Man, obviously, is they've created an origin story that is still true to the character, but... We just kind of, like, skip the steps. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess I'm wondering, are they going to do something similar to the Fantastic Four so that it feels original to the MCU, yet still... In the spirit of his comic counterpart. only concern with that would be with them, like, how they... I I just think they're going to face a slight issue because, if I'm being honest, Chris played that role. I feel like they almost have to start over because you do have him being the human I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're not going to start over. I think they're going to do it the way Peter was, that, like... Or at least for Doctor Doom. I still think we're going to, in some way, see the Fantastic Four form, because otherwise, where the heck have they been when, you know, Thanos was a thing? no, for sure. But I'm talking about Doctor Doom. Like, maybe we don't see it on screen, how he becomes Doctor Doom, in the same way that we don't see our Peter, like Tom Holland Peter, become Spider-Man, but we kind of 
meet him in the middle of his own story. Okay. Well. So how did we end up here at Doctor Doom? What was the point? Um, we were <laughs> talking about who's potentially behind the TVA. I don't think it's him. I just feel I like... I don't think he has that... I mean, like, he has... I, I know his powers, but I don't feel like he has that kind of... And I don't fully understand what his motive would be. Because, like, it'd be one thing... Like, think about when we were talking about the whole Thanos thing. Like, why let Thanos happen just to... Like, why would you let all that happen if you are just picking and choosing what you want done? Because, I mean, if he would let Thanos happen, that's when you step in. You can be... Because Dr. Doop has got an ego problem. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, like, then you could step in and be the savior instead of having the Avengers do it. You know what I mean? So, like... But now the world is in a different kind of chaos. Well, I think it's hard because I don't know where we are in the timeline. We're not in the timeline. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. That's that's also my point. Is like we're not fully in the timeline, so it's like we're sitting here, and that's and it's like where are we're running parallel to our MCU, but I don't know where we're running parallel of. I just somewhere past twenty twelve timeline. So it's hard because like where is this eventually going to spit out into our timeline? Yeah, and that is where the multiverses are because this show has to create it. Only well, it's because, already created. Well, yeah, because you have the trash bin, which is technically its own universe. Well, yeah, and it has to. Unless the multiverse has always existed. No. They just are getting busted more. No. I think the TVA yeah, but think is it, blocking the multiverse from existing. Well, to some degree, if you're going to say that the Lokis on, are on their own planet and are the multiverse themselves, then guess what? They would have had to have existed for longer. There's a ton of Lokis over the years. Right. I'm saying there are no multiverses outside of the trash bin. Okay, I guess. Because that's the whole point of the sacred time, sacred timeline, right? Yeah, but then just letting that one even somewhat exist to its own degree and be the way it is, like, that's a huge threat. That they just literally are letting build up again. Like, they literally have essentially a timeline that could just be just Loki's. You, they couldn't even deal with the two they had. I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you. I truly don't. I just wish at this <laughs> point they'd just be like, boom, busted, the multiverse has opened. And then I'm yeah. like, okay. Like, a clear sign that we have arrived... Well, I know there was a whole, I mean, if you were on MCU Twitter this week, there was an entire meltdown because the ending of WandaVision is changed, people think. Well, there are, when you put the stills side by side, they are different. But now there's a whole thing about like this little, okay, some people are like, it's just a glare or it's just like a water spot on the thing. And then other people are saying, or it could be like Doctor Strange's astro like thingy thingy. And it's, like, coming down off the mountain towards the cabin. And when you put the stills next to each other, too, you can tell there's a difference. Like, certain trees are missing certain parts and, like, not missing, You mean but... from where we first saw it? No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about at the very, very end of the cutscene. And, yes, I mean when it first aired versus now. If They've you go, changed it? It looks a little different. And I, I did, like, a fan theory where someone was like, is it the multiverse taking effect? Holy crap. And then I was like, do you know how interesting that would be if that's what Marvel did, though? And you had to go back and watch things, and they were changing little things? That would be so freaking cool. It it would, but also I can debunk that because I've been watching the old movies and they're the same. Well, I'm not saying they're doing that with everything, but they might be doing it with WandaVision. I'm just saying it would be cool if they would have done it with, like other works unless it would be interesting if like they get small enough the changes but they maybe they didn't know exactly how loki was ending so like they're almost changing it retroactively small enough that they think we won't notice even though we all know we do fans like <laughs> um so that it kind of 
parallels a little more with the ending of Loki that might not have been totally established. That's at the what time. I, yeah, and but that's why I just was saying it would be cool if they went through and like you had to watch some of the old movies to even notice things were different. You know, like for now they're the same guys. Yeah, I'm yeah. From the dark world. <laughs> uh, for now, to our knowledge, everything. I'm just saying if that fan theory holds true and the WandaVision difference is a little because it, it is different. I've seen the the stills and it's stupid small stuff like. On the, like, on the original, there was a line of trees up the mountain, and on the new one, the line, or maybe it's backwards. Either way, on one of them, there's a line of trees up the mountain. On the other one, it's, like, you can see, like, it's, like, a line from the mountain's, like, side, and then the trees start further down. Like, you get, and, like, when you're looking at the shot, the trees that are on the lake, there's, like, some that are missing, so you can see a little more, and then there's, like, some that, like, it's weird. It is weird, and I've seen, like, I've I've been seeing the like stills and then someone was talking about that little like weird looking or it looks like like a ghost like a little like floating like and it goes down towards the cabin and like I said some people are saying it's a it's a stain but I'm like I don't think Marvel would one redo it and add a stain and, and yeah yeah and so I was like I don't know and well so people... this wouldn't be the first time that Disney has released something and then changed it later I'm gonna switch franchises here and bring it back to Star Wars but a lot of people remember when one of the episodes in the Mandalorian I don't remember which one it was in season two you could see one of the production people was not totally out of frame. That's awkward. And about, like, a third of his body was in the shot. And everybody loved it. We thought it was fantastic. But those who went to see it a few days later noticed that it was gone. So they actually re-released well, it Well, and that's why I, I wonder, because it's happening now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not... And it's... And like I said, the edit is almost... It would be making it worse. Yeah. Than the original. Not fixing an air production person. And to my point, it's happening now. Yeah. In the middle of Loki, which has literally been messing with the timeline. Unless, and here's a thought for you, it may not have anything to do with Loki. I'm going to get real meta here. They're done filming the Multiverse of Madness, so maybe while they're in the editing room, they have to make some things connect a little more. So they're like, oh, we can just re-release this. And tie it in in a better way, or, or like, it could still have to. Or do maybe with, it's the first freaking scene of the movie, yeah. you know. And it I mean, may it could to, still have to do with the fact that the multiverse might be already taking. It effect, definitely could. I'm just, but it could just. But, you know. but I'm saying, but it could still just as easily be rolling into mm-hmm. instead of it having to do with Loki. It's already rolling into that movie. Yeah. No, I, and that's what I mean. Like we didn't see it in full in Wandavision, so we it has to be coming to us in Loki because we have the Spider Man series at the end of the year mm-hmm. that movie not series. i well i was i was thinking i said spider-men so i kind of had to go with the like different i was like well i was talking about the multiple spider-men that are happening but you would almost have to have something bust open because we i mean the only they're not going to have... open the they're not going to open the multiverse in a end credit scene i'm sorry and they're not going to do it in the origin won't. story because it would overshadow yeah. the origin story so that totally takes out shang chi and that takes out nat be- because that's supposed to be her somewhat not fully but kind of origin story well also it takes out nat for multiple reasons one this happened seven years ago er, yeah that's even more true, true. and that and she is much like falcon the winter soldier on the ground boots on the gr- this is an espionage movie like every yeah, this every is- like review i've seen is this is a great spy movie so we're talking like 
James Bond Mission Impossible type stuff. Well, which and is like great. I, but like to my point, but they're it's also not, not going to be, and they're not going to do it in an end credit scene. They right. will not do it in an end credit scene. So it's ha- it has to happen in Loki at this point, and you know because none of the even the other shows that are coming out before Spider Man, um, Hawkeye is going to be very boots on the ground. It's going to be yeah, another espionage sure. show. She-Hulk obviously has some, I don't want to say magical elements because it's more scientific, but it's not going to be, it doesn't naturally lend itself to the multiverse. And Ms. Marvel, again, more scientific, spacey, but not so much Will that multiverse. be out before Spider-Man? I, I thought it was supposed to be out in 2021, so... Because I haven't really been hearing anything about no, that at all. Like, I've heard things about Hawkeye and a little bit, I just started hearing a little about She-Hulk, but I have not been hearing about Ms. Marvel. No, I did hear that they were unhappy with the actress that they cast, but again, take that with a grain of salt because that is just As a rumor I saw online. To, yeah. So she may be killing it, and that's just completely off base. So we don't yeah. want to, you know, say that well, she's not. I think at the end of the day, and I, I think I've said this for every Loki episode, I feel like we just need to wait until the next episode to get more <laughs> answers. And then it's like, well, here comes the next episode. I, I know less. I yeah. know so much. Like, you can't, and I know we said probably at episode one, you can't believe everything we're being told about time travel, about time in itself, anything the TVA is telling us. But it just, I guess I'm a little frustrated because it's it's making it hard to put things in place. Because it's like, I remember sitting here in the first episode, I said to you, okay, so this means this about the multiverse and variants cause multiverse and that's its own thing. The multiverse is not like a its own place. It's... Any variant that reaches a certain point, whatever. I remember saying that, and I said, so A equals B. Fine. Fine. Well, no, it doesn't. A does not equal B. (laughs) Like, there is so much more happening. Yeah. And just, like, I can't understand how these variants, and I said this to you, how are they all living in the TVA, which I get is kind of off its own little bubble, but you got all these variants living out here. I don't understand. What they do there doesn't affect the timeline. That's I why know. everything that Loki but they did go, didn't But they go in all their those times, and they're still... So they're putting these variants technically back in time, just not their time. How does that not mess things up? They're still variants. Because they reset. Yeah, I just... I don't know, dude. I just... I am just so confused. Honestly, I think the biggest thing that got a reaction out of me this week was the double death fake of both Mobius and and Loki. Mobius, I screamed, and then I was just Loki was trying to make his move, and the girl, weirdo, really just, like, zapped him. I was like, let him, this man, just be loved. Just, like, Loki, like, the thing with Loki as a character is, like, he gets so little positive reinforcement. Yeah. Like, the little bit he gets from Thor, and the little bit, I think he's really the only, oh, and the little bit he gets from Frigga. I was like, Frigga does. Is, like, I mean, it just changes his entire what? being when you see him, like, just that big smile. Be accepted for who he is. Yeah, and so for Mobius to do that, like, you, you, like, I... And then he literally dies. Yeah. It was, like, it's just such a low-key trope at this point that, like, honestly, he's gonna I thought receive was... love, and then that person's going to be taken from him. Yeah. No, I honestly thought that was so funny, your reaction to when Loki, like, quote-unquote, died. Because let me just let's say this to everyone. I have lost Loki about seven times. <laughs> I've lost Wanda. I've lost Bucky about, what, two, three times? And I've watched Nat die. So, considering my top five, four, can't count, my top four have consistently died on screen, I really was on <laughs> I was more shocked because I was like, where is this going to take us? I, for me, I'm not gonna lie, I've been a Cap girl this whole time. Cap and Spidey have been my dudes. But Loki has swiftly moved up to the, the ranks into my top three as of late. Fake. 
So, no, my top two are still my top two. I'm allowed to move things around in the lower ranks. Some of us have been here. Whatever. Anyway, so this is my first time watching Loki, quote-unquote, die as a Loki, real Loki fan. So, in, like, a, a larger sense. So that was definitely painful. Especially, I think, too, following Mobius. Like, in I such kinda, quick I, no, succession. That I didn't expect. But at the same time, I kind of did. Just because the TVA is... You have to think, technically, they, they essentially have all these people brainwashed to yeah. just anything that goes wrong. And there's so many of them. It was like, great, there's four of them against, uh, I don't even know. Like, yeah. ha- they're endless amounts. You kind of could sit there and like, hey, good luck. Yeah. But, I'm not going to lie, though, when Loki was trying desperately to, to tell Sylvie how he felt. Oh God, I don't know dying. if you guys were also feeling a pit in your stomach, but whenever there is someone professing their love and the camera shot is over the receiver's shoulder, I get nervous. See, now I've watched enough of Halloween, the movie series from the 1940s. 70s 1978 I believe was the first one to now know, the fact that you know that off the top of your head I have seen it often but I would like to say that because I've seen those movies very often and they've made like 19,000 of them newer ones not so great but anyway <laughs> you get used to looking past the character and you get used to looking at open space because that was always their camera trick with him was that you're looking at, like, the character might be, like, right here within the first, like, the left side of the frame, and that first one-third, and for some reason the whole two-thirds of the screen is, you know what I mean? It's the mm-hmm. perfect way, and you get used to looking behind the characters. And so, I was looking, I was, wa- I was like, there's a lot of open space, but I was not, I was like, something's gonna happen, I know that. Like, I just didn't think they would, quote-unquote, kill no, him. No, I didn't I think, think is what shocked no, me the most. That, that I didn't think was going to happen, but I I honestly expected whoever was behind the the uh, timekeepers to just like pop up. That's what I was expecting. Hey oh, <laughs> I was expecting whoever had been kind of like controlling things to just be like, because like I really went too seriously with the Wizard of Oz thing and thought, you know, where's the curtain? Like, I actually thought the little platform they were on was going to move forward very because you put the Wizard of Oz yeah. imagery in my head, and so like, well, and it ended up being very similar. This- like, they're raised up, and they're almost, like, levitating, almost. Yeah. And so I kind of expected that, like, upper third, or maybe two-thirds. To, like, move. To, like, move forward, and for me to see, like, oh, here's the person with all the levers, like, yeah. I was kind of expecting that, I too. was expecting but not some kind that of... that shot behind Loki. No, no, but I was still expecting something to happen, like, someone runs into the room, something I just didn't think, and I should have, because that happens everywhere. And I will say, as much as I love Loki, and this episode had, had me, this episode had me. This was... But I will say, I was a... The only thing, if I had to be that person who points out at least one thing that was a little eh, was that I think it followed a lot of the usual, like, tropes. Like, it was the whole, like, you know, with, like, even with that scene where it was like, well, she punches her. Well, of course she's not dead. And she's only unconscious for 0.5 seconds, just long enough until Loki's having a moment and then she kills, kind of kills him. Like, I was like, okay. Or, like, the whole thing with Mobius and how, like, he gets, like, the whole situation in general, but then he gets caught and then he was like, yeah, screw you! And then, and then like, I was like, okay. Some of these are, that have been played enough in TV. Or and just, in, like, even, like, the, like I said, like, the entire trope of someone gives Loki validation, love, affection, yeah, acceptance, like, and then they're immediately ripped away. Yeah, like, sometimes, like I say in the nicest of ways, because I loved this episode, but I, sometimes it just gets a little old. I was like, okay, do something else, because that was 
slightly expected. I think they made up for it, though. With that last end credit yeah, scene. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I know you and I, too, like, before they showed that end credit scene, like, we knew there was one. We'd seen it. No, we hadn't seen it online, but we had seen it. that there yeah. was one. But I know, like, because, you know, you see Loki, and then Sylvie basically, you know, angry RR. She tells RR, hey, you're going to tell me everything now. Yeah. And that basically ends the show proper, right? Yeah. Um, and you and I, during those first couple of credits, were discussing, like, does this mean... Because technically, the show's called Loki. You could still have the show and make it about Sylvie, because even though she identifies as Sylvie, she is Loki. a Loki. So you and I had an, a genuine conversation about, is, is this, this the last time yeah. for Tom Hiddleston as Loki? Like, are we going to see future episodes, potential future seasons center around Sylvie as Loki. That scared the crap out of me. Well, I just (laughs) was like, not this way. If this is what you're going, if that's the direction we're going to. Well, no, no, I guess it really was like, it had that climax to it and it had that shock and it it had the factors it needed to. I just think I was like, for a man who's been in this franchise for 10 years, Yes, that would have been so shocking if that's what you did and that's how it ended with him. And you really would have had people talking about that forever. But I don't think it would have done him justice. I also, two points there. I think you're right, it wouldn't have done him justice. And here's why. Point one, I say anticlimactic because he's not killed by someone of a stature high enough to kill Loki. When he was killed yeah. by Thanos, he was killed by Thanos the Mad Titan. Okay, that that makes Which sense. Still has me angry, but anyway. <laughs> but for him to be killed by some random woman with a glow stick, like that's not a death deserving. No, of you know a what? It gave me vibes of it. Gave me Dark World vibes when he died in the Dark World. Yeah, I just watched that movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was. Oh, it was like okay when what? that guy yeah. hugs him into the spear, basically. Yeah, yeah, and it was like what? Yeah. Okay, like, you know, like, and it just was like, what the freak? Like, where did this come from? Exactly. So I just think, like, it just didn't have... I mean, honestly, though, that's kind of how I felt about Thanos. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, the Mad Titan, but well, it was that the way too. he died. That, that too, that was my second mad. point. My first point was, she's not good enough to be the one who kills Loki. My second point is, Loki was not given the grandiose death that he deserved in Infinity War. It was yeah. not... And I know this is probably going to rank ruffle some feathers, putting him on the same pedestal as, like, Tony. But, like, Tony had this big, grandiose, theatrical death, right? And, like... Well, even yes, Nat. Nat sacrificed herself the same way that Loki sacrificed herself. And it was... She had such a... Like, it was like, whoa. Yeah. But with and him, they're, it they're, was like, seriously? They're His both neck played, gets yeah. cracked? They're both... The, both Nat and Tony are played for these, like theatrical and big 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 deaths and i I understand that they're both like avengers and like they're 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 two of the the main but loki has been part of this franchise for a very long time in various roles as super villain and you know what that is why so many people wanted to believe he wasn't dead because one who would he's a god and he fought with knives seriously in that circumstance and two it was like we've seen him yes we've seen him die before but all the deaths we've seen him die before yeah, okay, he comes back from them, but they had the same vibe. They weren't, whoa, he just died. It was like a, 
what the freak? Except for maybe at the end of four, when he lets go in the Bifrost. Yeah, but even then, it was like, once you... But that was the first Thor, and then you seem kind... Like, that's yeah, the first right, time you see right, him come back. Right. So, like, yeah, you're gonna get that shock factor no matter what. It's like when you saw Bucky die, and it was like, oh my god, and he comes back as the Winter Soldier, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, I definitely... Like, yeah, but I think it's just because every other one of his deaths was just so... Almost random. Yeah, it was just like, oh, let's. Uh, we haven't uh, killed Loki off yet in this movie, so I think we should do it right here. This seems great. And that's why people were mad with Infinity War, and people were convinced he didn't die, because it just seemed like, first five minutes, you just turned the freaking movie on in the in the theaters, and he died with his neck getting completely, like, cracked. Well, I don't get that. Yeah. So Well, that's why, to me, like... Yes, I thought he was dead, and that was sad. But there was also a part of me that was like... I just froze for a second. No way. Because there's no way they're going to take the only Loki we've got left and take him out this way, in the same way you took him out in Thanos too early before the action really starts. Well, yeah, and that's... I don't know. That's why I was just like... I, you were freaking out. You're walking around the kitchen, like, freaking out. I was, I, I was having a meltdown. I literally sat there, and I just was like, I, I just froze. I literally froze for about a minute to two minutes, and just nothing happened. Because <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Cause just no. absolutely not. No. So, I am glad to have, you know, this is how I knew there was an end credit scene. Someone was showing, it was a meme, and I can't explain the meme fully, but I'll just say it was, like, me watching the end of the episode, and it was, like, a complete, like, shock and disgusted face, and then it was, like, me seeing the end credit scene, and they were, like, all happy, and I was, like, okay, what does this mean? So I kind of had a feeling something more was coming, because I was, like, people were happy at the end of the, with the end credit scene, so clearly it meant something more, but yeah, so I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued where this leaves us for episode five because obviously we're now going to be in a world of Lokis. I think we're going to see um, the President Loki this episode. Well, uh, we have to. I can't see where else we'd be seeing him. Oh, wait. I do have to say this, and I have to take us back. So we were wrong. It oh was, my not, God, it was Natasha. not Natasha. And the only reason I'm really mad is because I really dubbed that lighting so hard to make it look like her. You could just tell. It was Pietro level theatrics. Yeah, because all the other lighting on that freaking moon was not like that until that. And that far, it was so saturated. And it had to have been, because I'm sorry, but that's how you get blonde hair like that. It's so saturated. I was like, I kept saying to you, that doesn't even look like her. That doesn't even look like Sylvie. She was very salty. Literally doesn't even look like her. So anyway, I just had to say that because it needed to be said. We, We said the possibility of it being wrong. Okay. It was, in fact, wrong. But I also want to say this... Sorry, this takes us on a little bit of a tangent, but you know when she sent all those um, little time things to all the different places... So I guess they stopped them all, right? I was just about to say <laughs> the same thing. Because I was thinking about Natasha some... on Vormir, and then I was and like, wait, it's sent to all these locations where really prime events have and happened. Hala and yeah, is well, it Hala? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. There's, it there's says a, with an H. There's a ton that just, like... Are important locations to begin with, and we, but you saw we, the sacred timeline today, and it was freaking normal. Well, all we ever saw was them having a bunch of their guys in uniform. Their but they were called. monitoring the timeline. Yeah, but and they, it was totally right. so they fixed it. I guess they had to have. So that's super annoying. Yeah, because I really thought that was it. I thought well, we that were is, I, see... I mean that's not even why I'm annoyed. I'm like, ugh, I don't know. Like I, I was just kind of disappointed. Like, like you did like. 
they went to all that trouble to point out, like, really important spots. Yeah. And to show us that they were pointing out important spots. And then it just ended up being near to nothing. Yeah. Like, because, another really intense red herring. Well, yeah, because honestly, where did it, it didn't really further much of a plot. It was her whole thing, but then all, she didn't even need to activate all of it, because Loki followed her anyway. That wasn't the point. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, think about it that way. Loki was going to follow her out of where, where, out of that supermarket anyway. So technically, she didn't even... We saw the whole thing where she activated and sent them all everywhere. And then they go bye-bye. And then they end up on... Well, first they end up in the TVA for 0.5 seconds. And then they end up on the moon. But you're missing the whole point. Her goal was to get the TVA out of the TVA so that she would have access to the timekeeper. Right, but my point being is, like, as soon as she enters the TVA, she's almost apprehended immediately. So it's like, it doesn't super... No, not when she was there with Loki. They were there by themselves, pretty much. No. She was standing at the door to the timekeepers. Oh. I guess I'm thinking... Yeah, so she almost won. That's that's what R.R.'s whole thing was at the beginning. She was like, she was standing out here outside the timekeeper's door. Loki was never supposed to be there. It was not about Loki. Oh, okay, It was about getting all the guards... Yeah, but then why'd you leave the freaking thing open? Because we talked about that during that episode. I said, she kept the door open long... Because, like, any other time they close... Maybe she was just focused on the fact that her plan yeah, had gone. Yeah, but he ended up messing up her entire plan. I know, well, of she it. did not expect him to even be there, even at, at Rock's cart court. I think cart? she. I think she did. Yeah, I feel like she said she did because she was like she says something to him, and I don't remember the line. But either way, I just was a little annoyed because I'm the kind of person that gets a little tired when things always go right. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, of course this movie ended this way because it couldn't have ended any other way, and something could have actually. That's why I loved Infinity War so much because did it suck to see all like what, did I go into emotionally? Painful. Yeah, did I mean did I go and do a moment of silence for about two hours and I was walking I in the you rain with crying on the streets? Dude, of Spain. I was walking in the rain with ice cream and my Avengers blanket crying. Like <laughs> it doesn't get more intense than that. I was sobbing into a and phone on the sidewalk. I literally like, but it was different. You know, we didn't win. And it was a and it was a change of pace, but it was a change of pace, and it was shocking, and it had every. I was like, "Whoa, holy nuts, that just happened!" And so sometimes, and not even just with Marvel, sometimes I just get annoyed though in general that it's like, "Oh, of course, uh, oh yeah, they came and saved the day. Oh yeah, they did that." So I was like a little, I was like excited. I thought we would, you know, even though with Endgame, like yeah, they won, but at what cost? Like there were a lot of losses. Well, yeah, and so I just was like, oh, you know, something cool is gonna happen. She's messing up all these timelines. Maybe we're going to travel throughout all these this time trying to fix it, you know, blah, 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 or trying to, you know, do whatever. And then it was like, side plot, moving forward with the rest of it. Yeah, we didn't even get to see them, like, no. really mobile. Like, we saw them go in the doors and mobilize. And that was literally it. Yeah, after that, they were like, we fixed all the problems. We're good. It's done. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just had to bring that up. I know that didn't really pertain directly to this episode. No, I was thinking the same exact thing. Okay, I'm glad you were because I really was sitting here and I kind of just was thinking about it. I I thought about it first when we saw that scene where we thought it might have been Natasha. And then I, like, didn't say anything because we were watching the show. So I was like, okay, that's not, like, super relevant. I thought about it when we we saw the timeline. I was like, wait, isn't it supposed to have a bunch of branches right now? And it was, like, just straight up boring. And I was like... Well, it had the one that was literally close to redlining because Loki's falling in love with himself. Anyway. But, yeah, so, I don't know. This was a great episode. This was probably my favorite episode. I I mean, I, I can't remember the last time an episode... Okay, I can. The last time an episode of Marvel, a Marvel show, made me scream like this was when... 
Cap, uh, not Cap, yeah, Cap, Sam Cap came out in his, like, super comic accurate suit and I danced around the kitchen for a while because I was so happy. Was that where I screamed and fell to the ground? <laughs> I think or it wait, was. It, I, well, I did that a couple times during that episode, and a lot of them had to do with when Bucky was doing just, like, great things. <laughs> I was just... Either way, the last time the two of us really reacted in this way was the season finale of Falcon. And, and before Soldier. that, it was Pietro. Yeah. But not... Pietro. When Evan Peters, when they open the door to Evan Peters. Decide to be our fake Pietro, Fietro, and I just... The worst red herring of all time. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that was... This episode had me, like, from the beginning to the end, it had the action I needed, it had me thinking, had me all over the freaking place. I, I was, was like, I was like, yo, what the heck is going on? And I am just more and more confused. I wish I could give everyone answers about what is happening with the TVA, and no what answers. the TVA is I going on about. Five answers. Yeah, I have no clue. No clue. And that's, that's okay. That's um, the fun of it. But I also sit there and you know what? We still have two episodes left. Now everyone's like, we only have two ep- episodes left. Okay. That's like, Okay, at but least an hour and least, a half of content. Yeah, but we at least have two more. And if I... Now, maybe Marvel changed it on me. But if the past two shows tell me anything, they like to wrap their TVA shows up at least somewhat. Yeah. They, I mean, there's definitely some open ends, but, like... They the wrap them up enough points, that you feel good. Yeah. You like, know? It, like, is this perfect balance of, like, okay, the main conflict and plot points of this show are wrapped up, but here are a few threads for you to pull on until, like, the next time these characters show up. It's well, yeah, perfect. and it's, and, you know, I, I didn't love the WandaVision ending. We talked about that. That just, I love the Falcon and the Winter Soldier one. So good. But they had the same idea where, like, enough was wrapped up that you felt good. You could walk away from that and you were like, yes. So I know, unless, like I said, they changed something, to a degree, this show will wrap itself up enough for me to feel good and walk away from it and be like, okay. So I have to be able to understand something because right now I don't. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think that's where that leads us. Where episode five leads us to a lot of Lokis, which is gonna be amazing. Which is gonna be a lot to understand. We so clearly, much narcissism in one room. Well, I think it's gonna be interesting because we're gonna see Loki versions of Loki that look nothing like Loki, of course. But we're gonna see versions of Loki that look exactly like our Loki, oh my and God, I don't even that's going to be it. even more interesting. What a trip. Yeah. Right. What if we end up following the wrong Loki out of this? world like truly i mean that could literally happen i know and like what if it's like a real douchebag loki like loki had his moments where he was a real turd hole so like what if we get like avengers loki like full-on not defeated but in the middle of battling new york avengers loki like i just like can't well there deal could with also be totally be a variant of loki that somehow managed to win the battle of new york you realize that right like oh yeah and also, we it. still have not seen that trippy New York thing, so I wonder if it's coming now. We, oh, yeah. We still have not seen I was thinking about that. Because the background behind the other Lokis, they were definitely in, like, some messed up land. But that For wasn't... For sure it was a dystopia. Yeah, but it wasn't... This part of it wasn't the same lighting, or he it also, I believe, it he was, like, wind was blowing Whoa! him. What if they decide to empty their... Okay, I got the world's greatest metaphor for this. Okay, so you know how on your computer you have a trash bin? Yeah. But your trash bin doesn't empty, it just sits there collecting trash. Until you empty it. What if the TVA takes out the variant trash? But where are they going to take out the variant trash? What if they just kill them all? It's possible. Like, what if they keep the Lokis around to see if they'll be useful, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But now they're like, okay, they're too dangerous, 
So now we need to take them out. Like, what if President Loki gets them to work together, right? And they're creating all kinds of chaos or whatever yeah, they're President doing. President Loki didn't exactly seem like he was going to be a great leader. <laughs> whatever. I'm just saying this is this is a Loki with a glorious purpose. This Loki has a purpose. So what if he rallies all of his other selves to this purpose and the TVA is like, oh crap, we have Loki in various forms. Let's take out the trash. Um, no. I mean, like... You have to admit it's an entire possibility. I feel like anything, you you could literally say anything is a possibility. You could be but like... But this one has real merit. In your head. In my head, I, I don't... Am, but here's the thing. You I know don't, what, next week we're gonna revisit this and you're gonna see how right I don't I was. think they're gonna do that because we literally already just saw Loki die, technically. We got him back. I'm not saying he's going to die. Right, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think he's just going to get the rest of his Lokis to help him get back to either the TVA or to some degree of somewhere. I have a feeling the other Lokis are going to die. I think we're going to grow to be attached to each one of them. Not each of them, because I'm sure well, there's like a million. I don't think we are, only because my thoughts are we have we do only have two episodes left. He's not going to spend the next two episodes on Planet Loki. And so it has to be the fifth episode here, right in this moment, what we see, and then he clearly gets out of there, or Sylvie comes get to get him. That makes more sense to me than anything. She doesn't know he's alive. Well, unless, you know, our weirdo judge, if or she our... does know that they don't actually, which I would assume she does, that they don't actually go. Oh, she go. definitely knows. Although, I will say. She seemed really upset when Moby's died. Yes! Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god, I just had my best friend killed. So, does she know? I was kind of thinking the same thing earlier. But then, does that mean Mobius didn't know that he wasn't dead, going to die in that moment? Maybe, but maybe. I mean, she. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. Hold up. Can Mobius. Not Mobius, sorry. Loki create clones of other people? No, I don't think so. Because I was going to say, maybe that wasn't really Mobius. No, I know he. No, he can clone himself, but I don't think he has the ability to clone others. I was just curious. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like I'll, at this point, I have to stress eat my way to next Wednesday. Yeah. Because I'm feeling a lot, and I don't like it. I'm not a really emotional person, so. I just, I don't know how to put my current feelings into words. Also, just It was knowing, a good episode. It was yeah. a good episode. And I'm looking forward to going into the future and seeing what episode five has, because I know Tom Hiddleston has said four and five are his favorite and personally his the best in his opinion so tom's I, never steered us wrong i before. trust tom hiddleston so i think we've touched it i think we did everything we had to say yeah now it's time to move on to part two of this special two-part episode black widow and our predictions it comes out next week we are going on thursday night to avoid any and all spoilers but also so that we can bring you our extra special first thoughts in a timely manner Especially because we do still have a Loki episode on Wednesday. So everybody, keep that in mind. You got Loki, and then you have Black Widow right afterwards. Worst comes to worst, you can always just pay the 30 bucks and watch them back to back. Well, if you wait to watch Loki on Thursday. Which I don't recommend you doing because... Spoilers. Spoilers are rough, and I try my best to avoid them on Twitter. I I avoid every other piece of social media, and I can only imagine. And Twitter tries to do spoiler, like, alerts and stuff and tries not to, I can't even imagine. Like, a TikTok completely, I don't even go on it until I watch the episode. Facebook ruined it for me today. That Loki and and Sylvie had a little bit of a love connection. Which, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it could have been worse and we all were kind of 
feeling the tension last week anyway. Yeah, that so, was, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't, like, the world's biggest spoiler, but, um... It was still there. Yeah. I yeah, was like, no. okay, cool, cool, thanks for that. So, I definitely, uh, I recommend the sooner you watch Loki, the better, because that one's at least in your control. If you haven't gotten tickets for Black Widow, I'm not sure when you'd be able to, because I don't know what that looks like. I'm sure any showings on Thursday are sold out. But you can always Friday watch it... might be sold uh, out. At home. Yes, if you, wanna pay, if you want to pay for that, do that. I haven't seen a movie in forever when she was supposed to be the next movie I was going to see, and yeah. then uh, the world got shut down, so we are going to see it, but make sure you guys are getting tickets if you're going to go watch it, because it literally comes out next week. <laughs> yes, and now we are going to break down our predictions for you, and then we'll revisit them. So let's get started. Kate, why don't you kick it off? Okay, I have to start by saying it this way. I will openly admit I wasn't super excited about this movie coming out for a little while. I mean, I was pretty excited when it was originally supposed to come out a year ago. <laughs> More than that. Um, yeah, I know, a year and a couple months. And I wasn't, honestly, the hype got lost. And I kind of started to get on that bandwagon of people who were saying, you know, I don't really care, she's dead. And, you know, okay, I was kind of getting, I love Natasha, I always have. Love Black Widow as a character as a whole, but I was kind of getting to that point as well. I was like, eh, okay. But I will say, with watching the trailers, I'm I'm pretty excited. I am. I'm gonna say it. I'm pretty excited. I think it's gonna be really interesting because we are exploring a lot more for background than I think we that well, at least I originally thought we were going to. And that was my biggest complaint of why I was a little worried about the movie was because I was like, I just want to see her in the Red Room. I mean, those of you who know a little bit about the comics and Black Widow's background and you, my slight love for the Winter Soldier, you know he's involved in that. And so I just was like, and her entire story, but I just was like, you know, I would have loved to have seen some of this be shown. And um, I feel like maybe it was the first few trailers didn't really do that justice but yeah. the newer ones have really shown we're going to see the Red Room. We're going to see a lot more of her past than I think we were initially led to, and I'm super, super excited. Yeah, I kind of had a similar original thought, except I was immediately in the camp of why are you giving me a movie that's set, what is it, six years before where we currently are yeah. about a character that I now know is dead. Like, I immediately was like, this would have been a cool movie pre-Civil War, pre, you know... Or right after Civil War, because isn't this where I'm she sorry, goes? that's what I meant. Pre-Infinity oh, okay. War. Pre-Infinity War in between Civil War and Infinity War. That would have been perfect timing. Yeah. But to give it to me after she's already dead, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I got really hung up on that. It really frustrated me. Right. How do you invest in a character where you know ultimately they're not... I mean, they're gonna survive this movie, but later on, they are no you longer... You already know they're yeah. not here. Yeah. Um. So that's frustrating, but I also had the... um experience of watching the trailers and saying okay this looks pretty cool I'm excited like all of the cool um like set pieces and the scene where she's like coming flying out of the air and like yeah. doing all that and like the cool like um martial arts that like you know she's known for and I think kind of got lost in some of the later movies no and I agree with that statement for sure as well yeah like I mean if you remember in Iron Man 2 like I just watched Iron Man 2 Ugh. that like hallway scene where like happy's like trying really hard to get one guy down and she like gets like 40 of them like where was that and black you know widow what? In the later movie and you know what this is not a uh, time to complain about black widow story arc within the mcu i'm but sorry i'm going no because i need to really quickly you started it i gotta finish it 
I will never be more mad than what Age of Ultron did to her character, but then that the directors of subsequent movies that she was in kept that form of her character going. Like, we... She was... Yeah, and, you know, it was really off-putting as she was the only original female Avenger. She was this total baddie, you know, like, I, I thought... You said Iron Man 2. Um, what was the other one? Oh, the Winter Soldier. You know, she has this mysterious demeanor to her that intensity yes and she just loses it and it never came back it never did and i don't know if they i can't even tell you if i felt like they tried to bring it back but it was gone and i even in civil war like we see her in hand-to-hand combat in like the big airport scene but even then like she like shocks t'challa like it's like yeah she shocks t'challa but it's like it's not portrayed as strong it's like almost got a a weakness to it well right and i just i don't know i just feel like they explored the wrong parts of her character in like for example age of ultron and you know out of all the trauma she goes through her biggest trauma being that she couldn't have a child just was weird to me i I just i'm sorry but like the red room in itself is trauma being an agent since forever like everything she's gone through never having real like people around her to support her which i think we see we're gonna see more in black widow that she did at one point have somewhat something like that but you know you, you don't even talk about that, and it says, you know, she couldn't have a kid. And I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, really? And I mean, I think, I think if they would have stuck more to, like, the storyline in the original Avengers, when she's talking about, like, Loki asks her, like, well, why did you, like, go to the good side? And she's like, well, I've read in my ledger. Like, and he, like, does a whole thing where he tries to manipulate her, and she, like, turns it around on him. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, was brilliant. Yeah. She out-manipulated the manipulator, but, like, whatever. Um, Which she would never have been able to do in subsequent movies. No. Yeah. But I would much rather they explore the guilt she feels for the missions she went on than, like, the fact that she was sterilized. Because I think that's so stereotypical of a female... Like, it's a stereotype of a female character that her hang-up on her trauma is that she can't have children. Right. Whereas before, I think they were willing to explore her in more creative ways about how she's affected others, which is more of a universal humanity than just... you know what? That was that guilt trauma. that she seemed to have for in other forms where they have talked about the things she did before. And I, I want to say it was Civil War when someone said to her about always being a traitor. Or so that's what end. I thought. Yeah. I thought so. So, you know, stuff like that, like that would have been really interesting. And so I hope we see a little more up to that aspect. But if we want to delve right into it, I think it's going to be beyond interesting to see that they're still making essentially Black Widows. Yeah, which that is horrifying. That blows my mind. Now, I know in the comics she ate, her whole age thing is weird. I'm not really, I mean, I guess I'm not really sure what her her whole age thing is in the MCU either. Like, I don't they're know. Var- they're all very age ambiguous. Like, they yeah. could be in their, like, early 30s to, like, mid 40s and you, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's realistic either way in that, like, 15-year gap, but, like, there's a big difference between someone in their early 30s and someone in their mid-40s. Well, so it's right. Like, so it's hard, and so I'm not super sure how long, you know, she's been out of the Red Room, if it's to, like, I mean, Scarlett Johansson's in her 40s, so you guys sit there, and so if we're taking her character to that, has she been out of the Red Room for about, what, 30, 20, 30 years, or has it been longer because, you know, 
things that they've done to her in the Red Room make her age slower, which would make sense because they did a lot of weird stuff to them in the Red Room. You know, it's kind of hard. So we don't really know where we are, but regardless, we're at least probably 20 years out from her being in the Red Room. The fact that they're still making these Black Widows, and I and I don't know if I should be calling them that. I don't know if they technically have other names um, or she's Black Widow, but... I don't know, I think that's going to be really interesting. I also want to know where the heck they've been if they've been pumping them out for the past 20 years. Yeah, I mean, she she says in the Avengers, like, I got on S.H.I.E.L.D.'s radar, or was it, is it one of the early movies where she's introduced, I believe it's the Avengers, she says, I got on S.H.I.E.L.D.'s radar in a bad way. Okay, cool, well, why didn't the other well, right, and 50 they've pumped out in the past 20 years, and that's, if like, that lowballing it, it. it. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly, that's what I was going to say, because... I mean, from the image that I'm distinctively picturing from the trailer, they're in the red room, and now There's I don't... 15, 20 Yeah, years I was like, I don't yeah. know if that's Natasha's memory or if we're seeing the right now, the girls they're training, but there's a good amount in there. That's enough for, like, an elementary school class. How often do they pump these, these agents out? There has to out? be a new graduating class every year. Like, I, I'm imagining it, like, supervillain high school, right? Like... So, I... Yeah, so I have to think that... That makes me sit here and wonder... I mean, obviously, I think they they have to all be very good at their job but because they've been avoided. But I don't think anyone as good as her. No, but they've also been avoiding the radar, so I wonder what kind of missions they've been being sent on because the Red Room and the, the people who run it, now I know Taskmaster is, like, apparently, like, the guy kind of in charge of it, or that's what I got from it, or... That was kind of my impression as okay. well, yeah. Um, but at least the people who do run it from what my... Like, they were always Russian, Mm-hmm. So usually they weren't on the good side <laughs> of most things. So I have to sit and wonder as well, like, okay, so where did that put you on all this? Because Hydra was within Russia. You know, that was their whole thing. So clearly they were likely hooked with Hydra. I mean, they are in the comics. There's the whole, that's why Bucky's involved, because the Winter Soldier is a part of that history. So I get curious to understand where that wraps into what we already know and where these women have been, what missions they've been on. Yeah. As simple as that. I, uh, That's probably the thing that really intrigues me the most is wondering, you know, where where all these women get, get sent to and what they do. Because especially at this point now, we have to kind of backtrack six years. S.H.I.E.L.D. And slash Hydra has been taken down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, you have to keep that in mind. Okay, so they can't be with Hydra, so w- what are they doing? Who are they working with? What's their the main... former Soviet government, perhaps? I don't know, but you have to sit there and wonder. And I, But I think it's interesting, because I didn't know what Black Widow was originally about. I'm not gonna lie, when I watched the first trailer, I did not understand what this movie was bringing to us. And upon watching all of them now and really kind of becoming more familiar with it, they're essentially going to try and take down the Red Room. That's the goal. That's what I've gotten That's what I've understood from it as well. Okay. Just ending the whole system. Yeah, which makes total sense to me. And then I'm in love with the characters already. I think that from what I've seen, the four main characters have great chemistry with each other. Uh, Can we pause? So they have like a family dynamic. Yeah. Which I've listened to other podcasts like breaking down like some of the trailers that have come out along the way yeah um and they talked about their theories being they went undercover as a family and they were forced to come out but like because Yelena's a little younger like she really bought into the family idea well, whereas Natasha was a little more removed and like that's why they kind of have some friction well and to be I honest that was a super interesting theory. I don't even know not to <laughs> kind of dish on you I don't even know if you really needed to hear a theory about that I I got that kind of just just from watching the trailer I don't think because I watched 
them at that point, or at least oh, okay. wasn't really paying yeah, attention. Yeah, because you, like, distinctively see them when they're young, and, like, with the parental figures, and, you know, he's even saying, you know, we're still a family, and at one point, then you see Yelena sit there and even say, she's like, maybe it wasn't for, real for you, but it was for me. Yeah. And I also think it was a really powerful moment where she's talking to Natasha and she's even saying, you know, I just tell all, all my friends that, you know, my sister moved out west and blah, 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 blah. She's got this husband and I don't know. She's like telling the story and I'm like, so there's deeper repercussions to this because she still tells people yeah. that, you know, her sister is out there and doing this, that and another thing. And I, w- I want to explore what Yelena's past is at this point. Which past, might in Hawkeye as well. Right. But I want to explore it past Natasha, and once that, if that is was a whole mission and stuff, once that ended, what that meant, she clearly really internalized it. It was very, she was very affected by it. Well, yeah, really. and she continued, and like I said, and down to- And harbors a lot of bitterness toward Natasha yeah. for leaving. And she continues to tell even her friends now that she even has a sister. Yeah. You know, she tells a story about her because she doesn't- I mean, if Natasha would have never gone back, would she have ever seen her again? Possibly not. Like, you sit there and realize that. So I'd love to see what dynamic... I mean, they all have their thick Russian accents. Natasha doesn't. So clearly, Natasha left Russia not long after. I'm sure whatever. And we're going to probably... I hope that's a little explained that she is maybe taken out of there or she's compromised or something happens that she's the one taken out. But clearly, I, I they or all stayed in Russia, so... She's the top of her class, and so she's given the big missions in the West, yeah. whereas the rest of them might operate within well, Russia. Although, because I, the I guess... Because the dad figure, David Harbour's character, he's supposed to be, like, the Russian Captain yeah, America. Yeah, Well, I guess so I... so funny. No, he's... Oh, I know. <laughs> I guess I have to wonder, though, too, I want to say Dravoltron, when we do see glimpses of the original Red Room, she's like a teenager, so... She's clear, and the red room is in Russia to our, as of right now, knowledge. So she clearly comes back. So, and I know okay. I don't think she left as a child though. Like I think she had to have she left. She got though. really, really good at hiding her accent oh, okay. because she was gone for so long. Well, like you can, and you know what? This is something work on it. This is something I kind of heard about with Wanda, and now I was a little okay. I'm gonna say I'm a disappointed person with Wanda's whole accent variants. Yeah, now it's very I'm, strange. Just now I'm consistent. hearing that it might be coming back again. But then I heard a rumor that the reason it wasn't there... Now, now it was back in WandaVision when she leaves the Hex. She speaks without mm-hmm. a normal... Like, because I guess that's her, like, Ideal, perfect world yeah. that she, you know... Because I think that ties her too much to her past. Okay. But she does have it then in WandaVision, so I'm hoping she keeps it. I love it. Anyway... Um, I had heard, I think it was during WandaVision, that, you know, people have a theory going that Natasha, who is so good at blending in and becoming one with the places she's always gone, helped teach Wanda to speak without her accent. To assimilate. And I'm, like, wondering if that's what Natasha's learned to do, and almost that she's learned to do it so much now that she spent so much time away from Russia that she just, it's, it's mainly gone. Yeah. Because all of them still have that thick accent, and that leads me to wonder, they kept somewhat in contact, somewhat around each other. Did they, I don't know what else, like maybe more in depth around each other? I don't know. We're, we're definitely going to have to see the movie to find that out. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm intrigued to understand why Natasha seemed to be the one that was separated from her little family Yeah. idea. Yeah. I think the next big thing we have to talk about is Taskmaster because he's clearly the antagonist. Yeah. And he's pretty freaking cool. Now, uh, 
I'm going to be honest, I don't like to do my research too much going into certain things, especially ones that I'm going to enjoy. Like for Shang-Chi, not saying I'm not going to enjoy that, um, but for Shang-Chi, for example, I don't really know much about the story itself, so I definitely am going to need to do more research. Um, but for Black Widow, obviously being a huge Black Widow fan, I know a lot more of her background and I know a lot more just in general. But I've been trying to avoid doing research on her movie and following the theories because I don't want to get too much in my head and then I like, because you know, I know if you open just the right gate, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, is this person going to show up? And then it's going to, yeah. But I will say I, I stumbled on a theory that I thought was really interesting about Taskmaster possibly being a clone of the Winter Soldier. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And being like, uh, I don't know now. <laughs> Now, I don't know if it's clone clone, as in, like, he looks just like him. Like Star Wars clone? I You're don't not a Star, Star Wars, Wars fan, Wars. but Star Wars clone for anybody who's a crossover fan. But, like, I don't know if he looks just like him, and that would be interesting because we never see him without a helmet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to open that can of worms slightly. Or if he's just trained and essentially... But we, we've kind of been down that other Winter Soldier's kind of path before, so... If anything, if that theory is going to hold up, I would think it's an ex- almost an exact clone. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is, like, isn't Taskmaster's whole thing that he can basically look at someone and copy, yes. like, their movements? So, yeah. like, we've seen in trailers, like, he does T'Challa's, like, claw thing, which is cool. He swings on some wires that looks very, very much like Spidey. Um, we see him mimic Natasha in battle. We see him use an arrow, a bow and arrow, like Clint. So he clearly, like, I don't know, that's pretty cool to me to even see characters who are, you know, not there, but, like, you get to see. It'll be fun to watch him fight. It's like an ode almost to all these characters. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be fun to watch him, you know, try to pick out, like, oh, that move was, you know, not Wanda, because she doesn't really fight physically, but, like, that move was, like, Natasha, and that move was Clint, and that move, you know, it'll be fun. Right. Like, Steve, obviously, I'm sure he's going to mimic Steve. Well, we see him with the shield multiple times. I mean, there in itself, like, yeah, I I mean, it's hard because I don't really know what I'd expect to see from him. Mm -hmm. Who I'd expect him to see, like, I'm gonna be honest, I'll pee my pants if he takes off his freaking helmet, and he's a clone of, like, Bucky or something. I'd pee my pants. Please don't. I'll be in the seat next to you. I literally, I literally would be like, yo, with my freaking slushy sitting there like, oh my god, that this is not just happening. Like, I'm intrigued because I hope it's as, like, it really shocks me. I, I do. I hope it's not, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I really hope it's not just, like, some random person they cast it as Taskmaster. I want it to be something like, whoa, because you've made so sure to keep his helmet on, her helmet on, their helmet on. The entire time, we don't even have a slight inkling of who this could be, except for rumors, what people think, you know? So I just think that would be absolutely, like, mind-blowing to me. Especially given the um, storylines in Falcon and the Winter Soldier about ending the Super Soldier program in all forms, in any recreation. And now they're trying to end the Black Widow program. And now you might have... A clone of quite possibly the well next to Steve, the most powerful well, super soldier of all time. Think now, I really didn't want to fully open this can of worms because I think there's a lot you could go down with it. But think if it is him, like a clone of him. Well, did he really kill Maria and Howard Stark? Yeah, he did. Oh we well, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> no, that. <laughs> well, to be fair, even being a clone of him doesn't necessarily mean he has the metal arm. He might still be relevant. But my point being. 
the clone of him wouldn't have the issues with the brainwashing that Bucky did. Mm. And that's what put him as a liability because we saw it in The Winter Soldier. It took him being out of Cairo long enough for him to start to, you I know. I him. Yeah, well, things came apart. Yeah, and granted, him. they also put him after the the one man who, from his past, he would recognize. So that was a little stupid, whatever. We <laughs> like, never said Hydra was smart. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. I, but, you know, well, I. They did exist within S.H.I.E.L.D. for like Yeah, I was thinking the so same they, thing. I was like, so they kind of are. Um, they have their moments. But I definitely, you know, that was always the crutch of him was if he, he never chose to be their number one soldier. Yeah. And ever since him, they couldn't make the best soldier again because they were out of control. They couldn't control them, but they could control him. So I, I don't know to what degree, like, this guy's mind is anywhere, but think Bucky would have been the perfect person to protect the Red Room. Yeah. Had he not been so, like, mind-vomited within him, you know? Yeah. So, you have the perfect soldier with the perfect now mindset. There you go. Yeah. So, not now, I am not saying it's going to be Bucky. I just thought. That was the one theory I saw, like, forever ago. And it's just stuck in my head. And I've put it on that back burner. And I was like, just shut up. <laughs> don't, don't even make me think that I'm going to see Sebastian Stan pop up in this movie. But I don't think it's out of the question, though, in, like, Red Room flashbacks. Like, how do we know he's not going to be part of the Black Widow process and they're not just hiding it from us? Like, it wouldn't be... Like, nobody said there was a Lady Sif cameo in Loki. Like, that's just yeah. a recent example. Well, and or, like, I, Chris Evans appearing in, like, the Dark World for, like, 0.5 Yeah, seconds, right? You know? Like, it can happen and they're not going to tell us before. Well, and you know anyway. what? He plays a big part. And and now I get it. Marvel does not follow a lot of like I mean they obviously follow comic books. But it's not like page for page. Yeah, like and they're not. Middle. Yeah, and they're pulling like oh this part of this story works well, and then to answer this situation, this part from a completely other story like works well. Well, everything's so retconned and connected anyway. Yeah. So, but I think you know a big factor is you know. The Winter Soldier does you play a huge part in in the comics version of Natasha. Mm-hmm. He plays a huge part, and you have Clint already playing. You know their friendship is clearly enough for the whole Vormir Soulstone thing to work. So his connection with her is there. It would just be pretty interesting if we happen to at least see a a small little scene where we can get be confirmed that Bucky was involved in the in Natasha's background and all that. I think that would be really interesting. Speaking of Clint, I think it will be an interesting dynamic to have two of the people who loved her most in the world working together after she's dead. So knowing that Yelena is going to be in the Hawkeye show actually makes me pretty excited. Well, and I know it's like a handoff show and Kate Bishop's taking the mantle and like it's it's barely basically Jeremy Renner's like swan song and like I get that, but I still am excited for him to interact with Yelena because again, like these people love Natasha and knew Natasha in a way that yeah. really no one else did. Well, and you know, I just had to now this was kind of a random thought that came in the middle of you saying that, so I'm sorry to steer us a little bit off course from that but i kind of am intrigued to understand now this goes on right after civil war where did they go from after that because we have infinity war and you know obviously then endgame we don't hear anything about them and you know did natasha kind of go but like i guess they had to they clearly have to mend some sort of a relationship because yelena is 
with Hawkeye. So clearly, at some point, you know what I mean? At some point... I don't know what you mean. You're going to need to explain okay. to me again. So, this is at post-Civil War. Correct. But pr- prior to any Infinity War stuff. Right. So where is her little Russian family during all of this? During and, all of this being... Like, Infinity War and oh. Endgame. Okay, sorry, I didn't feel like that was... <laughs> no, it was very unclear because you were talking about two different movies, so... Well, I'm saying time frame-wise, I'm saying time frame-wise, and then I'm just pointing out, you know, where are they during all of this, and then so clearly she has to somewhat keep in contact with them because then why would Elaine end up with Hawkeye of all people? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be intrigued by how this all gets in- explained. Clint is the one to tell them, like, to give the notice of Natasha's death after... Yeah. Which I, I think can it's see because he's her closest thing to family other than them. Yeah. I think it's just really hard to to look at it because it's we're going back to fill in a random hole. That we didn't even know we really needed. Right. So now you have to now it's kind of like, okay, but what else is this random hole now going to need to explain? Well, where where were her little super family the what, seven five, seven years with Infinity War and Endgame? Were they snapped? Were they not? What's going on? Was she in contact with them? Why didn't they come in the Battle of an Infinity War? Why didn't she invite them? That's but they were in Wakanda, so they were on that side of the sea. Like I guess you have to like I feel like Natasha's the type of person to keep her past and her present separate. Right. So like she always called the Avengers her family. Well, the Avengers are her current family, but she's not going to necessarily integrate them with yeah. her past family, especially because these people knew her at probably some of the worst times in her life and when she was probably the worst version of herself. Yeah. So the last thing she's going to want to do is present these people who only know her as the best version or even, you know, improving version of herself well, with the people who knew that's her at very her true. worst. That's very true. But you also just brought up a really good point to also talk about. So Natasha's obviously a turncoat. She turns to the good side after she's captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So what was Yelena and the rest of the family's moment? Mm. Yeah. Maybe we'll, because, we're going to we're gonna. Yeah, because we're, they're all now fighting against Taskmaster and trying to end the Red Room. So what was that moment where they all sat there and clearly they made a choice to... Go against what they had been yeah. fighting for. Yeah. It's interesting, and it clearly, too, like, I wonder if Rachel Weiss, it is Rachel Weiss, right? Who's the mom? The I, mom, mother I believe, figure? I believe, but I wonder if her character, like, it would be interesting to me if she was, like, a prior generation of a Red Room, quote-unquote, Well, I'm graduate. assuming, I assumed she was. Yeah, I mean, me too, but I think it's, that's interesting then, because it's cool to see them, like, because Yelena's clearly a little younger than Natasha, mm-hmm. probably by, like, maybe five or ten years, so it's, like... You've got a woman who's, like, probably 15 years older than Natasha, 10, 15 years older than Natasha, then you have Natasha, then you have another 5 or 10 years younger than her, so it's, like, almost the evolution of the Widow program, so it would be cool to see if, like, what the changes are between... I just want to understand how this, how that portion of the family, what they did for the past few years, because Natasha clearly wasn't with them, and I don't know if they were with each other, to my point earlier, but they seem very close, like, they they were. I mean, Natasha knew exactly where to go back to, so I think that would be really, um, intriguing to me. Here's a thought. What if their moment, their, like, separator moment, was, like, after that family mission, and Natasha didn't separate? Like, what if she continued to be a widow and, like, do what she needed to do, and this was, like, pre-shield capture, and they were like, uh, no, we're good now. I mean, I clearly, I, I definitely think it might be possible for the two parent. well, actually, you know what, here's a, here's an answer to that. I think it's possible for the two parental figures 
because they were old enough to, to, they got that and they were like, this is not right. I think that was their moment. But I think they likely took both of the girls back because I they're still young. And I don't think it was Natasha's choice. I think in general, they took both of the girls back because they were young enough. They're impressionable enough still. And they continued their training. And I think the parents went back to get them. And I bet you Natasha wasn't there mm-hmm. when they went back. She maybe was on a mission or she was... So- but Graduated. she wasn't there, yeah. And they went back and they got Yelena. Or they they intercepted a Yelena on a mission and they got her and they took her out of it. Very because possible. they still, they do still have, like, those suits they're wearing. I'm assuming have to do with that pro, they're all are I mean, wearing them. Yeah, they, I mean, Yelena and the mother figure, who I don't well, know. Well, Natasha wears that at one point. I don't remember. If they do they, say it, I don't remember. They're it. like widow suits. Well, and Natasha wears it at one point too. Because yeah. she wears it when she's, like, flying through the air in that the big scene. Yeah. yeah. So I have to assume those are... And if, you know, Yelena's wearing it as a grown woman at this point, she clearly was still in the program long enough. Yeah. So... Or, like some of us, she hasn't grown since she was 13. <laughs> well... <laughs> Or, it happens, people. Or another story just being they stayed in it, but they were not happy with what they were doing, and they waited until they were older, and maybe they could only get Yelena out of it. Yeah. You know, or maybe Natasha chose not, at that point, chose not to. That's what I was thinking. Like, she hadn't Once had she's her, like, older, moment in the sun where she was like, oh, this is wrong, where she'd been captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, shown the error of her ways. Like, I am under the impression that until S.H.I.E.L.D. got her, she, she was believed 100% in the program. In. Yeah. She was, you know, she was drinking the Kool-Aid willingly. Well, that's why I wonder if it had to do with, like, you know, both parental figures still worked for the program, but they were not, you know, they yeah. were against it and they worked to get Yelena out of it. But it was, they just couldn't get Natasha at that point because she was committed and she wanted to be there. Um, that would also partially explain some of the, like, uh, like more of the animosity that Yelena would have towards her. Because she I chose I, not to return yeah, to the family. I think it's, yeah, exactly. I think there's more to it than just she went off and got captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. and never came back. Like, there's more to it than that for, from the way that she acts about it. Yeah, I mean, she's clearly I mean, affected. They literally like throw each other way. around the house and into walls when they first see each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, Welcome I. Home, sis. Yeah, so clearly she's not thrilled with whatever decision that um, Natasha made. Yeah. So. And it was an active decision on Natasha's well, part, which is why she yeah. blames her. And you know, it continuously is run in the trailers the um, I'm done running from my past. Mm-hmm. And I think it has more than just do, dealing with the red room that she's talking about. She's running from the people that she essentially betrayed. Yeah. So I, I think facing that and then Ooh, going back. What if and, she sold them out? That would explain Yelena's animosity. It's possible. And that's why they're no longer part of the program. Because I will say Black Widow is supposed to essentially, she's not supposed to be like a hated character at all, but she's a supposed to, she was. Like ambiguous. And she was the best at what she did. Yeah. She always was. So, yeah, I mean, we love her in S.H.I.E.L.D., but you gotta think, look at how she, well, I should especially be saying, in the comics especially, because she's a little different in the MCU, but look at how she is, I mean, and as a kid, yeah, as a teenager, who just wants to impress, just wants to be the best, of course. The same way that Gamora impressed Thanos and well, poor exactly. what's-her-face got her entire yeah. body replaced. And you know what? I'm sorry, but standing in a room with a bunch of men and sitting there and saying, I can take all of you down no matter what your power is, is one thing. Standing in a room with 20 other women who can do the same thing you can 
is hard. That's a hard pill to swallow no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. It's that nothing about you is different than them. Yeah. So. So you have to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. You have to find a way to differentiate yourself. Right. Work harder. Be better. Don't exactly. stop. Exactly. So, I, all in all, I don't think there's a lot you can really look at in the trailers and be like, oh, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. Yeah. I couldn't fully tell you what's going to happen. No, I have been hearing, like, early reviews, and I haven't, like, really been delving into them, but, like, just a little bit that Marvel's been showing, you know, or whoever it is online has said that, you know, people really like the movie. It's a really good, just, like, straight-up spy movie. So it'll be cool to, especially when you're thinking about it in, like, juxtaposition with, like, how freaking wacky Loki is. (laughs) Like, here is just a boots-on-the-ground, like, regular, normal espionage movie, and it's, like, such a contrast, but, like, in the best way. Well, right. And that's kind of why I know there are people who, like, they kind of poop on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because WandaVision and Loki were, I think, so similar. Not, like, I shouldn't say they're so, but they have that magic entity to them. Like, extra beyond normal And you're sitting there thinking completely about, oh, dear God, now this is going to happen. Then the next episode happens, and you're like, this is not what I expected (laughs) at all. And some people are like, oh, like, you know, and then there's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And, you know, I don't agree with that. And not just because I love the Winter Soldier, but because... You know, Marvel was raised off the ground with the whole, you know, fight scenes and, you know, the non-magic. Yeah, the Tony's out there, but, like, it's plausible. And I'm totally one with the magic. I'm totally cool with it. But I think I really liked the order it ended up coming out even more because... You had WandaVision that played with your mind that was just, whoa. And then you had the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I think did so much more. Yeah, and it did so much more in its own way by furthering two other characters and, you know, and and brought you back down to this is what we're, we're known for, you know, the Captain Americas and the Iron Man and all. Think about this. None of our original Avengers were any kind of superpower except maybe Thor, but Thor, all he did was really, you know... But he also was from another planet, so we, like, we he's a god. space thing. Yeah. So, you but, know, minus Thor, everybody else was pretty science-based. Or at least, like, they were the boots on the ground. Yeah. Well, and Iron Man flew, but, like, boots on the ground kind yeah. of thing. So, you know, I I, th- I thought it really brought us back, you know, and then now we're with Loki. So I'm prepared to have another little fresh, you know, whoo. Reset. Okay, yeah. here we are. We're going to see some punches and kicks being thrown. And we see that. And honestly, we do see that in Loki, which actually kind of surprised me. Yeah. Because yeah. he... Is way more physical in this than he had been in a lot well, of his other appearances. he never had to be. In the, well, in that's the, not true. He, like, but, goes head-to-head with Thor in Avengers. Yeah, but in the TVA, he doesn't have any magic to hide behind. Right. I'm so, just saying, like, in... I don't know. Like, he's definitely been physical before, and we've seen it. Like, we saw him fighting on Jotunheim. Yeah, but it's just know. not... And, and Ragnarok... Even in... in on the, the Dark World. Uh, was it... What is the planet? In the Dark World, on their gross planet, where the Dark Elves live, he fights them hand-to-hand okay. as well, when he's protecting them. Um, but, I mean, even in Ragnarok, we see him. Yeah. So... But this is, like, next level. Well, this is not even just with his daggers. Like, he's throwing punches. Yeah. So... physical hand-to-hand. I... Which I didn't expect at all, but I'm... I'm prepared to just kind of have that little lull again, because I know they said that Phase 3 was... Or Phase 4, sorry... Was going to be very mystical, had a lot more space aspects to it. Well, think about it. what's coming down the pike. I mean, Shang-Chi is clearly mystical. The Eternals, 
are not for, of this world. Even Peter, who is arguably one of the most grounded in this phase, yeah. is getting a magical... Well, because of the multiverse. Exactly. Well, exactly. So I, that's why I'm kind of... I, I'm happy that we're going to get that slight relief before we're going to get slammed with a lot of... Mindbenders. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the multiverse. I am so looking forward to it. Not prepared for it. Yeah. I like how Marvel, though, has always done a really good job of both. Like, I think even... Like, I know when they brought in Guardians, like, that was a far departure from, like, anything they'd ever done. But we still had that fighting aspect, which was, like... Well, right, but you also, like, you had that, and they were super space, and, like, super, like, not from here, and, like, very anti-Boots on the Ground, but at the same time, like, three months later, they popped out a Boots on the Ground movie that felt, like, completely normal. Yeah. Like, I think, what was it? I think at that time it was... I couldn't tell you. I don't um, remember. (laughs) Probably, I'm I'm going through my head, it's, uh, The Winter Soldier was coming out within a couple months i think because they I both came out in no. 2014 did they really yeah because i'm going through and watching them all in order honestly and, for yeah. me i i really only remember seeing the second guardians i don't even remember seeing and i know i went to see it i just don't remember it yeah so i mean you had those movies and they both were great movies yeah and I like very different able to do both yeah. so successfully it's like it just makes me happy no for sure so i mean reviews seem great i'm excited to go see it in a week yeah. I'm ecstatic, to be honest. It's going to be amazing. I, I think Just like the, the experience. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I've not oh been gosh, moving in like two I haven't years. Either. So. I'm ready. I'm getting the popcorn. I'm getting my my favorite Coke slushie. Uh, we're getting dinner beforehand. We're ready. Yeah. We're going to my Red Robin fries. Like, so, um, nice huge burger. That So, you know, I'm excited. And I honestly, I'm hoping to finally be able to say she was worth this very long wait. Yeah. It'll just honestly having a movie, like the shows have been amazing to fill in the gap, but I just need like a cinematic experience. You know what? The last time we saw a movie, well, like a Marvel movie was Spider-Man where they were like, and Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And then that was it. And then and everyone was like, a movie in two years. Yeah. And then everyone like walked out of the theaters and everyone literally, I remember the one guy, all you just hear him goes, what the? And then I was like, same dude, like same. <laughs> but uh, and you know what? You know what? I know we have end credit scenes in the shows, but I'm so excited to see the end credit scenes. Yeah. The cinematic ones are so much bigger than the show ones. Because they, be. they hint at something further. Yeah. You know, the shows, I think the hardest thing with the shows is... They're so tied into the show. Like, yeah. Like, the end credit scenes of the movies could be, like, not even related to that particular franchise... And so it could be, like, totally random. Like, at the end of event, or... One of them at the end was Bucky, Cap, and Sam after, during, like, Civil War. Yeah. And I don't remember what movie it was, but it was a completely random movie. And it's just them at the end. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they're just totally random. And that's great. Like, uh, you can completely... Like, you, there's usually one tied to that particular movie or franchise that furthers the plot. And then there's yeah. usually one that's completely unrelated. And that that's could, takes you a completely different direction. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Now that we're not able to do that with the shows, which is fine, they're on a smaller scale, I get it. I'm excited to get some detail and a little bit more, like, information on something that's going on, like, in the larger yeah. universe. Yeah, and I I will say, I'm, I am I hope, as because I'm very excited for Shang-Chi, I hope it's not about Shang-Chi, though, only because we have trailers already for it. Um, oh, the end credit scene. Yeah. yeah. I, I do hope it it's be. about 
like Spider-Man. I could see it being the Eternals. Or, yeah. Like, their entry, and, like, oh, I could see it being, like, why they decide to come to Earth and, like, engage, or, like, whatever, like, what wakes them up, where have they been, like, maybe a little hint at that. Yeah. Like, I could see that being it. Like, what was the big moment, oh, in Infinity War with Captain Marvel? Like, that was huge. Yeah. That was huge. And so I am, or like at the end of, uh, there, here's a good one. At the end of Avengers, fine, I'll do it myself. Uh, it was most either, iconic line wait, ever. It was either Avengers or Age of Ultron. It but, was Avengers. Okay, that's yeah, what I thought it was. Because it was after Loki failed. Yeah, that's what I thought. And he goes, fine, I'll do it myself. And all of us who's in here is like, who is this purple grape? <laughs> yeah, because he was <laughs> so is poorly colored at the time. Wait, oh my gosh. The coloration of this, the purple skin was really No, bad. it really was. But it was like, so I hate to tell you, that. but I don't know who this man is like i and then the next thing you know it's like 10 years later or like what is the one where they show the twins for the first time oh that's uh winter soldier yeah is it yeah, yeah it is because i watch that one very often and that's what that's like my little you know frosting on top of everything is like there there's my little wanda <laughs> and i'm so excited my pa throw and i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> so yeah that's always my favorite like ending but too. so important yeah for sure and, and not at all related to the franchise no it was no brings in completely something different so yeah i mean i i will say as excited as i am to watch the actual film i'm very excited to see the ends of it yeah so yeah but yeah i I think okay we gotta give predictions right now what are your thoughts end credit mid credit and end credit go oh my gosh both of them yeah give me both go i have mine already okay i have preferences i don't have what i know it would be okay i have actual predictions so you give me no i have preferences i'll give you my prediction i will say one i want something that deals with the multiverse okay I want Fair. something that is like Ooh, I think something's I happening. Think Loki's gonna open it next week, and then they're gonna confirm it. That could be that weird. would be interesting. I mean, that's not my actual um, prediction though, but like, based off yours. My other one would probably I would assume has to do with Elena and Hawkeye. Okay, um, I'm vibing with you on that one. My mid credit prediction. Is, oh, I don't know if it. I, that's not in order. I, I don't know what order. It but, doesn't. It okay. doesn't matter. I have them in order because they usually do, like, mid-credit is, like, related to that movie and then end-credit's, like, something completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. So, my mid-credit prediction is that it's Hawkeye telling the family that Natasha's mm-hmm. dead. Well, that's what I was saying. It yeah. has, not even necessarily that, but just has but to deal that, with them. That's what I think it yeah. is because how else do you wrap, like, this is her last time on screen. How better to wrap up the character than to give her death notification? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm really sorry, but you just enjoyed this two-hour movie about this character? BT does, in case you forgot, she's dead. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think the mid-credit scene is. Then I think my prediction for end credit is that introduction to the Eternal Eternals, yeah. Because I think we haven't seen a lot of them yet. Yeah. And to just cold open somebody is well tough. And you know what? I will agree with that only if because people are calling for the No Way Home trailer. They're angry it's not been out They've yet. Been, they told us six weeks ago. Exactly. People are saying, a lot of people are saying, we wonder with all the content coming out next week if they're going to drop the bomb on us. Oh my god, I, I and, can't do that too. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, so I would agree with the internals if they don't drop the bomb of the No Way Home trailer. If... Do you, do you think, I could see them doing this, the No Way Home trailer. Being in fo- before the movie. Yeah. Now, I've heard rumors that was going, that was possible as well. Because, here's why. They want people to go to the theaters. They don't want you to do, I mean, yeah, they want you to do premiere access, 
but they, I think that's second fiddle to doing, to going to the movie, yeah. right? So I think this will be, like, because those people like us who are going to go Thursday night, we're immediately going to tell people, oh my god, yeah. the Spider-Man trailer came out before well, Black Widow, and then more people are going to be like, why am I doing Premiere Access? I'm not going to get the trailer, and go to the movies. Yeah, but I feel like that's a hard thing to do, because I, I think that runs a risk of dropping it. You you Normally when they drop it, they drop it all at once. And you know, oh, they're, I see what you're saying. they're not gonna want fans coming out saying, Here's in the Far From Home tra- or No Way Home. Oh, I hate that they did that. It's so confusing. <laughs> Here's from the No Way Home trailer. And, you know, they're blabbing their mouths, and uh, and you know you're going to have the people who are still going to record things, even though they're not supposed to, and you know you're going to have yeah. all of that. So, I, I, my only concern with that is I think that would be, unless, unless they did it before the showings on Thursday night, and dropped it officially on midnight at Friday. I could see or them doing that. I could see them doing, because they always drop it on GMA, I could see them doing it Thursday night, and then dropping it at GMA, on GMA or, yeah, Friday Yeah, or something morning. like that. Yeah. So, you have the people... The select couple of people who got to see the it on theaters Thursday night, and they'll talk about it. The real MVP but, fans who go get their tickets early. <laughs> but you know, everyone's gonna be so geared up to seeing Black Widow during like on Friday that if they drop it in full Friday morning, because think about it, people are already gonna be avoiding social media. Yeah, that's true. It's actually the best time. Yeah. To drop a trailer because. Everybody who's trying to avoid spoilers are is already on high yeah, alert. Yeah. So, and especially with Loki, keeping up with some people don't get to watch it right away. So, I, I'm intrigued. But that's what I think. And I'm going to leave it all at that. I'm going to leave it all on the table. Yeah. We will come back to you and give ourselves a little bit of a, a grade on how we did. I'm sure it's probably not great, considering we don't normally do well with our predictions. I really feel good about my my credits, my end and mid-credits predictions. I think I'm I think long. definitely one of them you'll see him with Hawkeye. I think that's the only way to fully explain why Yelena just pops up in Hawkeye. <laughs> I also just think, what better way to bring Natasha full circle? Yeah. Like, here's this full movie about her as a character, and then here's the announcement of her death. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's all I got, so... Yeah, so we're gonna be back next week. It's With another... With another doubleheader. <laughs> yeah, it's another long one, so again, prepare your eardrums. Um, but we will be talking about Loki episode five, the penultimate episode, and also our prediction, or sorry, not our predictions, our reactions mm-hmm. for Black Widow, where yeah. we will talk about how exactly we did on our predictions. And just our general thoughts of how yeah. we felt the movie was. And kind of what the movie sparked and where we might be going. Yeah. Um, what it introduced, what those end credits and mid-credit scenes were. Um, so look forward to that. In the meantime, just so that you get the notifications about when all of this is happening, please subscribe to our podcast. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, and also please follow the blog because we will have extra content on there that we will probably talk about the week after, but you get a little early if you follow the blog. Yeah. And the blog also tries to keep up with some of the things we don't get right. <laughs> uh, since we don't always have the time in the podcast to address everything, uh, things we miss or things that are just blatantly incorrect. <laughs> um, and especially with things such as Black Widow, the predictions, you know, there's a lot that we could have said that was completely wrong. So keep an eye out on that. Also, make sure you're following the Twitter. It's Let's Talk MFT. 
and I'm very active on it. Love to talk to all of you guys. And, you know, next week so much is happening. So I'm expecting Marvel Twitter to blow up next week and join us all in that adventure. So make sure you follow us and also be keeping up with all of the content. We got Loki. We've got Black Widow. We possibly have a, a no Spider-Man trailer. So uh, keep up with all of that so you don't get behind because Marvel just blew your mind. So let's talk about it. <laughs>